Hello and welcome back to Coffee Books. I have been reading to you The Curious Barista's Guide to Coffee, which was written by Tristan Stevenson, and today we will continue from the top of page 87 in chapter 5. Let's begin. How Grinding Works Grinding coffee is an altogether violent process, which takes its toll on the bean and eventually the grinder itself. Razor-sharp slabs of forged steel or toughened ceramic spin at 12,000 RPM, pulverizing, cutting, smashing, and crushing coffee beans before unceremoniously spitting the surviving fragments out for brewing. Heat generated during the process can damage coffee oils and can denature the fragile aromatics before they have a chance to make it into the cup. Factors like humidity, ambient temperature, roast degree, and even bean density also play their part in how a grinder must be calibrated. To better understand how these factors can be mastered and what the best practices are for getting the most out of your grinder, we must first look at how coffee grinders work. Blade Grinders There are some machines that masquerade as coffee grinders but would be better put to use making a fruit smoothie. They are, in almost every way, no different to a blender. And the problem with a grinder like this lies in its tendency to smash coffee beans into inconsistently sized pieces, which ultimately makes for inconsistent extraction and sourness and bitterness in the cup. While blade grinders are a better option than buying pre-ground coffee, it's far better to spend a little extra and get a burr grinder. Burr grinders. The burr grinder is made up of either two close-fitting rings that have a series of angled cutting teeth notched into them, or a conical-shaped cutter that sits inside a ring of teeth. Burr grinders produce a more uniform grind size than blade grinders, which is good news for extraction. Burr grinders are available in both electrical and inexpensive manually operated models. The burrs must be adjustable, since every family of coffee brewer has design features that call for a specific brew time and grind size. An espresso machine demands finely ground coffee because it cannot achieve the necessary pressure that true espresso requires using coarsely ground stuff, just as a French press will provide poor filtration for very fine ground coffee, meaning that coarser is better. Setting, or dialing in, a grinder is an exercise in calibrating the correct grind size for the brew method and brew time which, hopefully, rewards you with tasty coffee. On most grinders, the bottom burr is attached to the motor of the grinder, and the top burr is moved vertically to set the fineness. Some grinders have stepped adjustment, meaning that the setting is dictated and constricted by numbered steps on the dial. Stepless grinders offer a greater degree of precision to the grind size, but that's not to say that stepped grinders are inferior, it really depends on the setting of the step itself and the scope of grind size that the machine is designed to output. Burrs can be made from steel or ceramic. Neither is necessarily better and much depends on the intended use of the grinder. Ceramic has a lower thermal conductivity, so it takes a little longer to heat up than steel, but one could argue that steel dissipates the heat faster and cools quicker. Both steel and ceramic are prone to dulling over time, but steel tends to do so quicker, 
which can cause the cutting action to become more like milling. It never ceases to amaze me how much of an improvement to a cup of coffee can be achieved by simply replacing a set of burrs. The conical-shaped burr is shaped like a dollop of whipped cream protruding from the mouth of a conger eel. As the cone spins at 300 to 500 RPM, it creates a kind of whirlpool effect that, along with gravity, sucks coffee beans towards the large bean-breaking segments that are responsible for the initial smash-and-stab action. Even in extremely fine or extremely coarse grinds, these first curls of steel or ceramic do the same thing. As the bean fragments become smaller, they are granted access to the next stage of the process, where the teeth become finer and the action more of a slice and a crunch. The grade of fineness is ultimately determined by how close the cone sits to the teeth at its base. Flat burrs consist of two rings that are slightly concave, positioned with cutting edges facing towards one another. As the bottom burr spins, the centrifugal force propels the beans toward the finer cutting teeth on the outside of the burr ring, which shoots the beans outwards towards the thin slit of space that determines the fineness setting. Flat burrs forego the crushing action of conical burrs, creating a nibbling effect rather than a chewing action. One good thing about conical burrs is that adjustment is slightly more precise. This is because the cutting edges are not parallel to each other like they are in a flat burr. On a flat burr, the aperture between the two plates is directly proportional to the vertical adjustment of the burr. If you adjust by 0.5 millimeters, the plates will simply gain or lose a distance of 0.5 millimeters. On a conical burr, where the cutting faces are at around 60 degrees, vertical movement of the adjusting burr will make for a smaller degree of separation between the burrs themselves. An adjustment of 0.5 millimeters will only move the burrs 0.25 millimeters closer, for example. This is a good thing. It allows for better precision when dialing in the grinder. This is a moot point in the case of some modern grinders, however, where the adjustment is geared sufficiently to make fine adjustments very easy indeed, regardless of the burr type. Uniformity of grind size. Uniformity is all about how similar or dissimilar the grind particle sizes are from each other on any given grind setting. Different sized pieces do things at different speeds, and the general rule of thumb is that having the size of a coffee particle increases its extraction rate fourfold. If you cooked a quail egg, a hen egg, and an ostrich egg in a large pan of boiling water for three minutes, the quail egg would be overcooked, the ostrich egg would be undercooked, and the hen egg about right. The same principles apply to brewing coffee. A broad range of grind particles is bad, as it means the very fine particles, fines, overextract, and the very large particles, rubble, underextract. In an ideal world, every single particle of ground coffee would be precisely the same weight and have precisely the same surface area as the next one. This pursuit of uniform grind size has been a hot topic in the specialty coffee industry for a while, with grinder manufacturers working hard to develop new ways of cutting up coffee into similar sized pieces. The problem lies in coffee itself, mainly in the fact that it is brittle. When a coffee fragment is cut by a grinder burr, 
tiny pieces of the coffee dust fracture and splinter off, an unavoidable phenomenon that tends to be worse with darker roasted coffees. These fines, as they are known, then easily get knocked through the burrs, exit the grinder, and become a part of the brew. Most grinders are thought to produce around 10% fines in a typical sample of ground coffee. Fines are the infamous scourge of poor flow rate, uneven extraction, and loss of body in espresso. They also cause over-extraction and sludge in immersion brews, like the French press. Plus, they can stall filter brews by migrating downwards and blocking the pores in paper or cloth. Pieces of coffee that are larger than the average can also make their way out of the grinder. How exactly this happens is less certain, since the aperture created by the gap between the bursts should restrict the passing of larger pieces. It's my belief that grinding, by its very nature, is violent enough to squash, extrude, and propel larger pieces of coffee through gaps they wouldn't normally fit through. Ultimately, the best grinders and best burr sets will increase uniformity and limit fines and rubble in the grounds. Using razor-sharp burrs is key, as it ensures that the beans are cut correctly and that minimal heat is produced during the cutting. The current poster boy of the coffee grinder world is the 2400 pound or $3,750 Malkonig EK43 grinder. Its unique burr set produces ground coffee that is not perfect, but it's as close to perfect as we have managed to get so far. We'll leave off here today in the middle of page 89. Thank you as always for listening. Good day and a good coffee, friends.